Welcome to the family. Today we're going to talk about a hard conversation that can come up, but something that if you're not aware that this is something you need to think about, this is a topic that can catch you off guard. What happens when you lose a child? First of all, it is the worst nightmare of any parent to have to lose a child. However, there are some things to think about to prepare for what does your children need, your brother, the siblings, but also what you need to do so you're not in a crisis at the time and you know what to expect. A friend of mine recently shared that their daughter had been taken to the hospital and it was a really serious health issue and they were terrified. They had to just drop everything for a couple of weeks while they were taking care of their child. First of all, they always apologize when they come back and they're going, I'm sorry, I went off grid. <laughs> I wasn't out there. I was taking care of my child. I apologize. I feel bad. Well, first of all, family comes first. Your children should always come first. That's why we work so hard is to provide for our children. So when a child is sick and you have to work with your spouse or the other parent to provide for your child, that is what you're supposed to do. But what happens? What are some of the things you need to think about ahead of time to be prepared so you make sure that there is a plan in place maybe for the care of other children or for you to manage work expectations or how do you communicate with your spouse on who's going to be where and who's going to do what. These are the thoughts that people just kind of drop into and it can cause a lot of additional confusion and conflict within a family when they're already in a situation or a crisis. Thinking ahead of time of who would be the caregiver if you could not be the caregiver. A lot of times this is a conversation that happens when you talk to an attorney and you say, okay, I'm ready to do a will or a trust. Assigning who would be the guardian. Now this means who would be the guardian if you're not available to be the parent. In other words, something happens to you, you pass away, who would then care for your children? But it could also be something as simple as you're in the hospital for a long period of time. Who would you like to have provide the care and the support for your child. In many families, it's automatically another family member. But for the single parent, what do they do? And this becomes a situation, if you don't identify someone in advance, the county will come by and the government will say, okay, foster care will be the answer. And that can be something very traumatic for any child. If you think about these things ahead of time, you can be more prepared about who will be your community support. It could also be your church. It could be your neighborhood. But knowing that you have people around to provide you support, even after they come home from the hospital and provide meals or, again, run your kids to their other activities or just to stop by for a cup of coffee and have a moment of of connection with other people. These are the things we don't think about anymore is what's needed. 
We need to be in community. We need to be prepared. We need to know what documents do we need to put together to make a difficult situation not be so lonely and so so even harder than it needs to be. So stepping back, oftentimes people ask me, well, I'll just go get a will. Well, something to understand, and again, talk to an attorney, because they're going to be able to identify what you need to do for your situation. But I'm able to explain what is the difference between a will and a trust, because everyone automatically says, oh, I'll get a will. And yes, you do need to have a will. But a trust can also be a valuable tool as well, depending on your situation. So let me just explain the difference between a will and a trust. And again, these are details I actually have listed in my book, Last Life Lesson, a guide for families, well, actually aging adults and their families. Uh, but really, it's not just aging adults. It's really everyone. So what is the difference between a will and a trust? Well, a will is a legal document that you identify who will inherit the things you have, who can make decisions on your behalf, uh, if you have like a... Uh, identify someone to be your power of attorney who will be your executor who closes out your estate something that we don't usually think about who would be the guardian of your children so this is the document that indicates what to do who what to who and what to do with you your life the value of a trust on the other hand allows you to transfer property to someone else without having to go to probate because you've already identified in a legal document these properties these assets they will be given to someone else so the transfer property will immediately go to that person it is important to have documents I would say if you own property or you have significant assets it would be advised to probably talk to an attorney about a trust over a will although you will need to have a will as a will and last testament to cover anything that you don't think of or is not current in your life to do a transfer so oftentimes attorneys will have you do both if you do a trust you'll also have a last will a testament the other thing is many people think okay how often do i need to do a will or a trust you know certainly we advise any parent to do one as soon as your children are born so you have someone identified to care for them as we talked about before some attorneys suggest every five to seven years and that's because life changes quite a bit between having a newborn have a school age having a high schooler and then having your children be out of the house and on their own to as you're getting older and you probably have more assets to consider how you want to, so it goes more from the care of family, more to the financial distribution. So keeping in touch with an attorney to keep your documents updated is kind of important, but having something is better than not having anything at all. So I'm gonna move on to the idea of what does an executor need to do? An executor is not the same as a guardian. A guardian is specifically to the care of a family member if you have children or if you have someone in your family that needs additional assistance identifying someone who can care for that person is crucial you can also identify a third party for example a fiduciary to be kind of an advisor to the guardian so it's not all on one person you can identify more than one guardian as well 
But going back to what in the, is an executor, an executor is traditionally the person who closes down your estate, and that's all they do. So they're more of a financial legal uh, to basically work out, and they're given the authority to, to basically clean out your accounts, file your taxes, close out all the things that you need to have done to uh, close out any property or any assets that you might have. And then to distribute whatever, if there is anything left, to distribute that to the family members once everything's resolved and cleared out by the courts. So identify someone you know and trust that can be honest, can stay on it, can communicate well with the family members, someone the other family members also know and trust. One of the things I've done, as I mentioned before, I've already mentioned last life lesson. This is where I go and identify the different things you need to think about. And this book is available on my website at ourfamilyencounter.com. But it also provides the documents and the information you need to identify your wishes and to provide the documents, ideally have them in a single place for your executor to easily access. So they're not searching around or having to pay extra money and time either requesting more documents or getting the information needed so they can close out your probate. You could be your access to your taxes, your bank accounts, your bills that you might have to have be paid, your passwords. Uh, there's so many things to consider and to think about. I think it's all it's overwhelming. But if you break it down and you do one topic at a time and you start to gather these details, it can make it a lot easier for your executor. Many people are surprised that executors, first of all, are not trained because they're family members. Second, it can take them years to close out your property and your your uh, your life's uh, a life worth of of uh, documents and memories. Help them out, make it because it could take as little as six months. So it's something that they can resolve quickly, and it doesn't have to be difficult. As I've mentioned, all this information is available at ourfamilyencounter.com. We look forward to helping you through these hard and difficult times. If there's anything I can do, contact us. In the meantime, thank you for being part of the family and be safe.